Thanks for joining me here on Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I'm your host, Karen Fabian, the founder of Bare Bones Yoga. I'm an experienced registered yoga teacher with over 15 years of teaching experience, a certified personal trainer, and an entrepreneur. My mission is this, to help you develop into a purpose-driven, confident yoga teacher, one who truly understands anatomy and how to share it clearly and confidently so that you can help your students learn and as a result, grow your impact and connection. I strongly support and value the uniqueness of all individuals and provide a safe community where diversity is embraced. Through my mentorship and signature program called the Blueprint Learning Program, I help yoga teachers build their skills in the area of learning anatomy, and along with that, help them learn important business skills and personal development ways of being that will transform them into purpose-driven teachers who make a big impact. On the podcast here, you'll get a blend of both anatomy learning, stories from teachers, interviews with others in the field, and a dose of personal development. For more information and to get on the wait list for any of my programs, see my website, barebonesyoga.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Conversations for Yoga Teachers. My name is Karen Fabian, and I am your host. And I want to welcome you to episode 109 of the podcast here. So I'm recording this on December 21st, 2020. And boy, am I glad that this year is almost done. So this is going to be a really brief one. I want to direct you, if you haven't yet listened, to uh, a bonus episode last week. So I, I almost always record uh, on Mondays. However, last week I did an interview with Erin Medor, a colleague, uh, uh, yoga teacher, and we posted it on Friday. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, please, um, I would love for you to do it. I think you'll be really inspired by her words and really interested in her story. She is one of the many yoga teachers who has been affected by the COVID pandemic, um, not personally, but her business. And it's a really... Um, interesting journey she has been on. It's a story of resilience and strength and uh, a real passion for serving her community. So you can check that one out. That one posted on Friday the 18th. So I wanted to do um, a quick a quick one here, uh, especially because if you are listening and you celebrate Christmas, I want to say Merry Christmas. Uh, I know uh, recently on the 10th, we... Uh, uh, past the start of Hanukkah. So uh, happy Hanukkah to my listeners who celebrate Hanukkah. And I also wanted to just kind of stick with my regular schedule of posting an episode on Mondays. So I want to just speak to something that has come up a couple of times in the past week or so from teachers. And I think this is such an important topic. Um, and it has to do with what, how, let me frame it this way. How would you teach? How would you teach if you taught in a way that was most authentic to you? How would you teach if you taught in a way that was most authentic to you? And the reason um, that this question is coming up for, for not so much for me, but the reason I wanted to pose this question to you is because 
it is such an important part of our development as teachers to really understand that that is the bedrock from which all of our teaching should come. You know, all of the teaching I do uh, around anatomy for yoga teachers, all of the tactical knowledge uh, that I pass on to teachers around how to cue and how to build sequences, all of the academic information I pass on to teachers around anatomy as a topic, all of that really takes a backseat to the primary piece of teaching or skill of, of, of teaching, which is being yourself. And there are so many times, and I certainly appreciate that as a new teacher, this is um, a lot to take on. However, I want to encourage you, and I'm going to give you some tips to tap into what is your most authentic way of being when you teach. And I want to go into this because you hear this a lot, right? You hear this idea of being authentic, authentic nature, your authentic way. You hear it a lot and be kind of becomes just a rote thing for people to say. However, it is really important that as a teacher, you can describe what your authentic way and style of teaching is and that it be connected to things that you feel are germane to you. So for instance, if your um, home practice and, and what you did, or if your personal practice, whether it's at home or in a studio, is one where you really enjoy uh, practicing in a restorative way, in a slower flow with very deliberate um, actions, that would most likely be the style of yoga that you would present. However, imagine if you taught in a studio where they required you to teach a fast-paced vinyasa flow. That would probably not feel like it resonated with your way of teaching. And you would probably over time grow to resent teaching that class. And that is a real scenario that many teachers uh, experience that pressure to take a job, that pressure to be able to teach uh, in person, and they take on something that really doesn't ring true to them, and they end up just resenting having to show up for that class. There's so much to when you teach what goes into feeling like yourself. And even though the example I just gave you speaks to the style of yoga, and maybe even a little bit of the sequence, there are a lot of other things that we as teachers have as a way to express who we are. So the tone of voice we use, what we wear, whether or not we use music, what postures we uh, present to students, what we say before and after class, whether or not we share stories about ourselves, what kinds of things do we bring up when we teach, you know, an example might be, what if you really felt a connection to yoga philosophy? That might be something that you speak to when you teach. So, you know, all of these things have to do with understanding what is your authentic way of teaching. Because ultimately, 
<laughs> what many teachers realize is when they're not being authentic and it just feels so heavy. It feels like a big disconnect. It feels like, and I'm speaking from my own experience, it feels like everybody's looking at you like you're a space alien. You hear your own voice and it sounds like someone you don't even recognize. So I'm sure, you know, listening to this, you can probably relate on some level to what I'm saying. And this idea that not being authentic shows up in a lot of different ways. We can also think about it from the perspective of when we come out of teacher training, we might have a teacher we were training with and we might really emulate that person. And we may begin to teach sounding, trying to sound like that teacher. And while initially that may be a helpful crutch, over time, it can really weigh us down because we know we're just pretending to be someone we're not. So how can you actually get to this? How can you kind of pull almost like the sword from the stone, kind of pull from the sword, from the stone, your authentic way? Well, one of the best ways you can do it is to visualize, visualize yourself teaching, visualize yourself walking into the room, see what you're wearing, hear how you sound, listen for the kinds of cues that you use, see the sequence and the postures you have people do, see yourself interacting with students before and after class. All of these things are really important parts of visualizing yourself teaching. And because you're doing this in a visualiz visualization way, that is a beautiful, organic way to have some of these authentic pieces come forth. And at the end of that experience, especially if you do it multiple times, you'll have a better idea of what, you're, what is part of your authentic way of teaching. And quite honestly, it's a great way to strip away all those forces that inadvertently have, a, have an impact on us. So it's you know, things we see in social media, watching other teachers teach on YouTube, all these things have an impression on us. And quite frankly, while we may think of them as helpful, oftentimes all they do is solidify some really negative thoughts that we have about ourselves. Oh, look at that person. That person seems so blah, blah, blah. And I'm not that way. When in reality, do we have any evidence as to how that teacher feels? No, we're just guessing. The only thing, friends, we can know about a teacher is what we can see and what we can hear. All the rest of it is a big old guess. And that holds for anything, anything that you know we observe, we can't tell how the person is feeling. And so many times as a teacher, especially a newer teacher, we, you know, kind of attach certain feelings to teachers without really knowing that they feel that way. Oh, that teacher speaks in a way that I just know that teacher is really confident. When in reality, that teacher could be completely freaking out every single time they teach. So, I, you know, I think I shared a story recently in the podcast. I'll just reiterate it here because it fits so perfectly. Um, this, this scenario that I had in teacher training where a teacher stood up to practice teach 
and they made a number of, I guess what you could technically call mistakes. And every time one of these things came up, they just, you know, she just laughed at herself. And at the end of her experience of teaching, we all clapped and it was a spontaneous eruption of applause and just, just, a, just a, a, a laughter, not at her, but with her, cause she was laughing too. And it was that ability to use laughter as a way to break the ice an ability to use laughter as a way to not take ourselves so seriously. And this is part of what I mean about being authentic, you know, really showing up and owning whatever it is you're doing. And at the same time, giving yourself the opportunity to realize it's not that big a deal. We make it a big deal because our inner critic is always there saying, you can't do this. Who do you think you are to be teaching yoga? You're not fit enough. You're not young enough. I remember on a personal level, I had a conversation with someone whose opinion I really value. And they said to me, I don't think you really should be teaching yoga because you can't do a handstand if you don't have a wall there. Uh, they didn't really say you shouldn't be teaching yoga, but the, the conversation went along the lines of, if you can't do a particular posture, number one, you shouldn't teach that posture. And number two, that decreases your credibility as a teacher, especially a posture so you know germane to yoga as a handstand. Well, to that, I say, no, <laughs> I don't agree with that. I can definitely teach poses that I don't do because I understand the anatomy involved in them. And additionally, what what difference does it make if I can or can't do a handstand without the assistance of a wall? That has no bearing on my ability to connect with students and teach yoga. So again, a lot of these things are just made up in our heads. And sometimes things like in the case of this, something that someone else is saying, their own perception of what makes a good yoga teacher. Uh, I promise you friends, once you embrace that you, the idea that you are not going to be the yoga teacher for everybody. And along with that, the idea that good feedback or bad feedback, it's really all the same. You will have a huge burden lifted from you because if you're going out there teaching to try to be the teacher for everybody, it's exhausting and FYI impossible. One of the great things about yoga is there are hundreds of thousands of teachers. And if you're not the right teacher for somebody, chances are they can find someone who is. And so give yourself a break and teach in a way that's authentic to you so that when you do teach that way, you will be able to show up fully and connect fully with the students that want to be with you and that connect with your style of teaching. And the second thing I said, good feedback, bad feedback, it's all the same. You know, there's an old parable and it has to do with a, a farmer who loses his or his son gets injured. There's all these different things that happen to his son. And he keeps saying good fortune, bad fortune, you know, what's the difference? And it's, it's an illustration or the moral of the story is, you know, you really can't affix such labels on things. And 
short of teaching in a way where if you were to get negative feedback, it's so clearly spot on because you're teaching and doing something clearly inappropriate. Outside of a scenario like that, really, when people come up to you after class and they say, that was great, or people come up to you after class and say, uh, you know, why didn't you do this or why didn't you do that? My suggestion to you is your reaction should basically be the same. Don't get all puffed up when people tell you you're a great teacher and don't go home and beat yourself up when people give you feedback that indicates you didn't teach in a way that met their expectations. And, you know, again, you're going to hear feedback all your life of teaching, uh, all your teaching career. And, you know, part of what you're going to develop is an ability to filter out when someone is sharing something that's really more about them and less about you. That old adage of not taking things personally is so, so important for yoga teachers. I think of it a lot of times like being a gate agent uh, at the airport and that person takes so much gruff from people, but in order to stay healthy, they need to remain neutral in order to be able to serve everybody. And in a lot of ways, that's what yoga teachers need to do also. They need to be able to stay calm in the eye of the storm and stay calm and, and not take things personally when people are kind of, you know, maybe kind of looking at them sideways or giving them, you know, some feedback that might typically not land well on, on someone. So I hope this you know, has been helpful. I'd love to know what you think about this. I, I did this one unscripted and just wanted to talk off the cuff. Um, I also, again, wanted to be able to share some information in a new episode on a Monday. You know, it's really important to me that I have some kind of, you know, just some anchors in my in my own schedule for for how I share free content. And the podcast on Mondays is one of those things. So if you're a regular listener, I want you to know that, you know, for the most part on Mondays, you can expect a new episode from me week to week. I will tell you already next week, I have a, um, I have a new uh, interview coming up. And I really think you're going to love this one because it allows me to dive into the spiritual side of yoga. And so that's all I'll say for now. So next Monday, I already have the interview booked with uh, someone special. So I hope you've enjoyed this. If you're still listening, you've reached the end of the podcast. I want to thank you for listening and for sticking with me through this entire episode. I hope that means that you found this interesting. I would love to know what you think. So send me a DM on Instagram, comment on iTunes, give me some feedback, right? We're talking about feedback. Give me some feedback. Let me know what this brought up for you. If any of this kind of hit home for you, I'd love, love, love to know. This is a topic that is really important for teachers and I would love to know what you think. So if you celebrate Christmas, I want to say have a really good holiday for everybody listening. I want to say, please continue to stay safe in this time of increased precautions due to the pandemic, continue to do the things that keep you healthy, continue, continue to keep a positive attitude that has really, really great uh, impact on your health as well. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode next week. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. 
Thank you so much for listening to Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I am your host, Karen Fabian, and I just want to remind you, if you would like to get on the wait list for my two premier programs, the Blueprint Learning Program and my mentorship program, all you need to do is visit my website, barebonesyoga.com, and the links to get on the wait list for both of these programs are right on the homepage. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode.